48K News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Steve Dunthorne. Tonight's headlines. Hong Kong identifies eight more Omicron cases as it tells quarantine hotels to step up precautions. Government buildings will be put under a vaccine bubble from February. And the administration dismisses as fabricated international criticism of Sunday's LegCo poll. Health authorities have announced that they're stepping up testing requirements at quarantine hotels after genome tests confirmed that eight travellers who arrived on Sunday and yesterday are carrying the Omicron COVID variant. Natalie Cheng has details. Hong Kong has now confirmed a total of 27 imported cases of the Omicron variant, and officials are eager to prevent any community transmission. The government has told quarantine hotels to step up infection control measures. It says that if an Omicron case is found at a quarantine hotel, people staying in rooms adjacent to and opposite that of the patient will be told to get tested for COVID-19 daily for seven days. If the guests in those rooms have completed quarantine and checked out, they will be subject to seven more days of testing in the community and be asked to avoid gatherings. Hotels have also been reminded of the need to enhance ventilation and disinfect their rooms thoroughly. The government is to implement a vaccine bubble arrangement at its buildings and offices from mid-February, requiring all employees to present their vaccination records when they enter the premises. As Wendy Wong reports, officials say they'll also consider extending vaccine bubbles to restaurants and other venues. As mutant strains of COVID-19 continue to spread around the world, the government said it's important to press the staff to get vaccinated. It said around 96% of government employees have already taken the first COVID shots. But in a statement, it said from mid-February, staff will be asked to present the vaccination records when they enter its buildings and offices under what it called a vaccine bubble arrangement. Those who are medically unfit for vaccination will be issued with a special pass. Authorities added that those who aren't jabbed will be subject to more stringent testing next week. From Tuesday, government employees who have not had any coronavirus shot will have to take a COVID test every three days instead of once a week. They'll have to take the tests outside work hours and pay for them themselves. Those who are medically unfit to get vaccinated will have their testing costs reimbursed. A government spokesman said those who refuse to receive vaccination without duly certified medical reasons are acting irresponsibly, increasing the risk of infection in their offices. It added that it will closely monitor developments and consider extending the vaccine bubble arrangement, which is currently imposed on bars and karaoke's, to restaurants and other venues, to better protect the public and meet the basic conditions for quarantine-free travel across the border. The mainland has reported 57 new locally transmitted COVID-19 cases, six of them in Guangdong. The National Health Commission said 43 of the infections were in Shanxi and 8 in Shenyang. It also confirmed 24 new imported coronavirus cases in nine provinces. The Health Commission said there were no new deaths from COVID yesterday. The government has dismissed as fabricated and unfounded criticism of Sunday's Legislative Council election from the so-called Five Eyes group. The Foreign Ministry's office here also hit out at the comments from the US, Britain, Australia, New Zealand and Canada. Mike Weeks reports. The government issued a statement accusing the Anglosphere nations of trying to smear the LegCo elections after foreign ministers from the Five Eyes expressed concern over what they called the erosion of democratic elements here. They said Beijing's overhaul of Hong Kong's political system had eliminated any meaningful political opposition in the Legislative Council. 
But the government said the electoral changes ensured that patriots would administer Hong Kong. It said the lawmakers were broadly representative and the polls ensured balanced participation. G7 foreign ministers had also expressed grave concern over Sunday's elections and urged Beijing to restore confidence in Hong Kong's political institutions. A spokesman for the foreign ministry's office strongly condemned such criticism, saying governance by patriots was an internationally recognised ethic in politics. And a look at the weather. Cloudy periods overnight, cool tomorrow morning. The minimum temperature will be about 17 degrees. Sunny intervals during the day with maximum temperature of around 21 degrees. There will be moderate to fresh north to northeasterly winds, occasionally strong offshore and on high ground, and there will be some swells at first. The outlook, some more rain patches in the coming couple of days. Winds will strengthen from the north on Christmas Day. Cooler next week. Temperature now 18 degrees, humidity 82%. You're tuned to RTHK. The time is just coming up to five minutes past 11. The Jockey Club plans to hand out 20,000 free smartphones to elderly, underprivileged people so they can use the government's Leave Home Safe app. Joanne Wong has more. The Jockey Club said it's donated $27 million and is working on the initiative with 12 NGOs and service providers. It said all applicants for the phones will have to be referred by social workers from community elderly centers operated by the 12 NGOs. The free devices will include a 12-month basic mobile service and training. The Jockey Club said some elderly people can't afford smartphones, so they're unable to use the Leave Home Safe app, which the government has made mandatory for people when entering restaurants and most public venues, although people aged 65 and over are exempt. To qualify for the free phones, elderly people have to receive government subsidies through the Comprehensive Social Security Assistance Scheme, and they must not live in a residential care home. The Path of Democracy's convener, Ronnie Tong, has criticised those who didn't turn out to vote in Sunday's polls, saying they should consider that they bear some responsibility for creating a LegCo that he described as one way. Mr Tong's group fielded two candidates, but both failed to secure seats in the new LegCo. Mr Tong acknowledged that people stayed away from the poll because they're unhappy with the revamped system, but said his camp would have won at least 10 seats in the legislature if they had taken part. Look at the result today, uh, the reason why we don't have any legislature with different viewpoints getting intellectual is because people have not voted them into office. Uh, and, and therefore, if you want a LegCo with diversity in views, then you've got to come out and support those who advocate different viewpoints from the pro-establishment candidates. So I think people should not just blame the system. People should also sit back and consider that they perhaps also bear some responsibility in creating a LegCo, which is all one way. The only member of the non-establishment camp to win a seat in the new LegCo, Tik Yin, says he'll bring up discussions about political reform during his first 100 days as a lawmaker. The chairman of Third Side took the social welfare seat. Mr Tick says he's hopeful about the future of the opposition camp, despite being in a minority of one. But he told Jimmy Choi that he could work with his 89 pro-establishment colleagues on many issues. As a non-establishment people in Mexico, two things we want to perform our role. The first thing, we're asking for the democracy development in Hong Kong. Under the basic law, 
talking about the direct reaction in chief executive and the legislative council. The second thing, we want to oversee the performance of Hong Kong government because we worry the government only listen to people from pro-establishment people. And then we expect that the Hong Kong government will consider different voice and then to accept the requirement of the Hong Kong people. But do you think you can really make a difference as the only non-establishment member? How could you amplify your voice? Based my understanding, during the election process, the pro-establishment group and the candidate, they do not mention about the democracy development in Hong Kong. So uh, we will take this opportunity and our responsibility to asking for the democracy development in Hong Kong because the establishment people will not voice out this request. China says it has imposed sanctions on four U.S. nationals in what it says is a reciprocal countermeasure to Washington's earlier sanctions against four mainland officials over Xinjiang issues. The foreign ministry says the four are Nadine Mayenza, the chair of the U.S. Commission on International Religious Freedom, the group's vice chair, Nori Turkel, as well as two of its commissioners. Foreign Ministry spokesman Xia Lijian says the four are prohibited from entering China, including Hong Kong and Macau, their properties in China are frozen, and they'll be banned from doing business with Chinese citizens and institutions. The US imposed sanctions on four mainland officials earlier this month, citing its concerns over human rights issues in Xinjiang. Overseas, rescuers reaching islands in the Philippines cut off by last week's strong typhoon have discovered scores more dead and flattened villages. It's now becoming clear that Typhoon Ray has devastated nine islands in the southern and central Philippines. The BBC's Howard Johnson has reached one of the worst affected islands, Shurgao, where 90% of buildings have been damaged and there's widespread devastation. People here are slowly trying to rebuild their lives, trying to repair their buildings, but they say that the electricity won't be restored for three months, and that's going to impact also on the pumping of water, and the provincial governor says that more help must be sent this way. Logistically, it's in a very remote place, it's very difficult to get to, but they are appealing here for more water, more rice, and help with technicians and doctors to come here and help the people of Shogao. The worst floods for decades in Malaysia have left at least 14 people dead. Towns and villages have been partially submerged following three days of torrential rain in eight states. Tens of thousands of people have been displaced. This man, Chan Young, said he'd been left with nothing and called for government help. We actually lost everything. Our cars, our house, it's like nothing. Everything gone. So we, we, we hope that the government will give us like some support in terms of like financially. More on the pandemic now, and the World Health Organization has urged people to take coronavirus prevention measures seriously as the Omicron variant spreads rapidly around the world. Referring to holiday plans over Christmas, it said it was better to cancel now and celebrate later. Margaret Harris is a WHO spokeswoman. When it comes to having a large gathering, this is not a wise thing to be doing at this point when you have a virus transmitting so rapidly through your community. And of course, um, the authorities need to be accelerating vaccinating people who've not yet been vaccinated, really finding the groups of people who've not yet been vaccinated and helping them to get vaccinated. President Biden is due to announce new measures for the US shortly after health officials said Omicron had become the dominant coronavirus variant there. A senior White House official told reporters 500 million free COVID tests will be distributed and capacity would be bolstered in some of the most overburdened hospitals.
Mr Biden is also expected to warn that adults who choose not to be vaccinated face an extremely difficult winter. His vice president, Kamala Harris, has been speaking to CBS News. We have the power today to go out and if you've not been boosted, go get boosted. The power today to go and get vaccinated. And that will have an impact on where we end up to tomorrow. It is no one's fault that this virus hit our shores or hit the world. But it is more about individual power and responsibility. And it's about the decisions that everyone has the choice to make, no doubt. A young local astronomer has identified a new asteroid. Exodus Sit, a University of Science and Technology graduate, found the celestial object in May after taking part in an international sky surveying program and spent months analysing telescope images. He said NASA and the International Astro Astronomical Union's Minor Planet Centre have recognised his discovery, a sun-orbiting asteroid that's 40 metres in diameter. So it's really grateful to have this discovery about the new asteroid, making a lot of efforts which is paid off. And uh, considering that there are a lot of asteroids in the universe, but there will be some limitations for the environmental factors, including light pollution and some light sky quality. So it's really surprising that without the limitation of the technologies and some environmental factors using sophisticated telescopes remotely to take these pictures to discover new asteroids. So it's really happy to be recognized by some uh, off-wise organizations for this discovery. Sport and the summit of world football's governing body has been considering plans to double the frequency of World Cup competitions. The change faces fierce opposition from Europe and South America, but the body representing Africa has given its support. FIFA's president Gianni Infantino said there could still be an agreement. If we continue the dialogue, we continue the analysis, we hope that we can uh, make progress uh, one way or the other, or some middle way, we will see. And we feel as well that it's our duty and our task and our responsibility to the six or seven billion people who will not participate in the World Cup to study this topic very, very seriously. Delegates were told biennial World Cups would generate more than four billion US dollars over a four-year cycle. In basketball, Steve Kerr, a five-time NBA champion player and a three-time NBA champion coach with the Golden State Warriors, has been named as boss of the U.S. national team through to the 2024 Paris Olympics. Just a wonderful experience to be part of USA Basketball, but you just don't stop and think, oh, maybe I'll be the head coach. It's not something you even dream about. You just put your head down, you work. So when this call came, it was... Uh, Gave me chills, opportunity of a lifetime, and um, I can't wait to, to work with all these guys. A reminder of our top stories tonight. Hong Kong identifies eight more Omicron cases as it tells quarantine hotels to step up precautions. Government buildings will be put under a vaccine bubble from February. And the government dismisses as fabricated international criticism of Sunday's LegCo poll. The news from RTHK.
into our second hour this Tuesday night, making our way towards Wednesday here in Hong Kong. And a great track from Gloria Gaynor, I Will Survive, especially for Chris, who emailed in earlier on. If you'd like to be in touch, by the way, it's Radio Pete at Gmail. I'd like to say a very, very good evening, maybe afternoon, to Ella, who's somewhere in the UK and says that she's a queen fan. It's a kind of magic. It's a kind of magic. A kind of magic One dream One soul One pride 